0: Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Today, we're at Dragon Con. We have a very, very special guest, Mr. Cirello. He's been a judge now for multiple years, and we also have my co-host, Emily Goodwin. So um, let's just get on with this. this. The purpose of this podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer or artist, and it will provide inspiration and tips from today, Cirello. Welcome, Cirello. Hello, John and Emily. Hello, Cirello. Nice to be here. So... Um, You've been a judge now for the the Feature Contest, what, three years, four years? Probably three years already. huh. You did the cover art for us a few years ago. Yes. Yeah, volume uh-huh.
1: 34.
0: Yeah, that was an amazing, amazing dragon that you did there. Thank you. So um, just for the sake of people that are just now discovering you and for the people that already know you and are anxious to know more about you, so what's kind of like your, your story? Story in a in a in a nutshell in a few minutes and of how you got started into art and moved from Argentina, right? Yes, I was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, in
1: 1963, and I moved. Well, I started since I was a very little kid. I knew that I wanted to be a fantasy artist, Mm -hmm. so I I I was uh, determined to do that from a very early age. And that was, that make things easier for me in terms to, to do a career and to know what to do. So mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, I knew that I wanted to, uh, to do fantasy and I knew that I had to move out from Argentina because there is not enough market for that kind of yeah. art. So I started working at 18 as a professional illustrator for uh, advertising agencies in Mm -hmm. Buenos Aires. Uh, So I started getting some money because actually my whole childhood was very difficult in terms of money. My father died when I was four years old. My mother had to go out to work hard for uh, my brother and me to, to have an education, to keep on going to school and everything. But I didn't have the opportunity to think about going to the university even, because I needed to work. So yeah. I, at 18, I started working, and I suddenly became a professional illustrator, because I had talent enough, and I was willing to work 20 hours a day, <laughs> wow. as I did for, I don't know, five, six years when I was working in, at that time, at that t- period of time. So I I learned by working, but at 23, I decided to move to Spain mm. and uh, because the market there was much healthier and there were many more possibilities for m- my art. So I moved with my wife, Daniela. We, we, mar- we got married before leaving. Uh, that was in 1987. So we settled in Barcelona, Spain. And, started, and I started working from Barcelona to the, for the rest of Europe through an agent. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the beginning of the 90s, I started working for the American publishers. And uh, I started my career as a fantasy artist in the States for big companies. And uh, from that moment, my name became, started becoming more famous in the fantasy field. So I had the opportunity to work for big companies like TSR. So I had the the chance to work for the most important publishers since the beginning of the 90s. And uh, I'm working uh, as yeah. a professional s- since then.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Have you always specialized in dragons? Or have you, uh, is that what kind of like you've arrived because of fan... Requests.
1: Well, as I told you, I was uh, I was a fan of all kind of fantasy art, fantasy fields, uh, fantasy universes uh, since I was a kid. Uh, but I specialized in dragons when I came to Barcelona when mm-hmm. I, I moved to yeah. to Barcelona because I started working for a company who were pub- which was publishing especially um, lit- fantasy literature with. The dragon as the main figure, and uh, and they some in certain moment they proposed me to do a book on dragons, an illustrated book, Mm -hmm. a book on my own. So I spent almost a year working on that, and uh, I it was published first in Barcelona, but then it was published in the in in England by Paper Tiger, which was a huge uh, publishing house specialized in fantasy. And I was a fan of that uh, publisher uh, since I was a teenager. So it was for me a dream come true, publishing one of my books with them. And through that company, my book was well-known all over the world hmm That's awesome. And from that moment, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm known for uh, dragons. You're absolutely known for dragons. What makes you come to DragonCon as, obviously, dragons, but is there any particular draw that you come here every year as, as a, you're one of the major artists? How did that come to be?
1: Well, actually, they called me, uh, and they invited me to be a guest of honor back in uh, 2015. Uh, so of course I accepted <laughs> because I was treated like a king, yeah. and nice. uh, and and I discovered all this universe at Dragon Con, which is incredible because the the organ the organizers of this convention are given a lot of uh, care to. Uh, artists in general. So, the, I am still being a guest every year. So, this is my fifth year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still... Your family. Me uh, and my family. family. Yeah. We are treated... We, we are guests here. Yes. They are paying for some things, hotel and that. Yeah. So, that is uh, really uh, very important for me to be able to, to travel every year. And I am... And I'm, uh, I'm getting a, uh, an audience here, uh, people who are finding me here every year. So that's growing and growing. That means that every year I'm, I feel more comfortable. I feel more in family, within a family. And also the fact that uh, this place is full of artists, uh, it's also important for me because I'm always yeah. learning. Uh, I'm always learning and being inspired by other artists. So being in places like that, like this one, is important for me always because I not only get feedback from the audience, but I also uh, get inspiration from all other artists. And um, being Dragon Con, which means that it's right in my path uh, about dragons, yeah. it's special for me, too.
0: Yeah. Now, you've been a judge for the Illustrators of the Future for a year, few years now, so what, what brought you on board on that?
1: Well, being a judge for Illustrators of the Future contest uh, is also one of those uh, highlights in my career because uh, I have been, I had been a judge in many different contests, but much smaller. In Europe, everything is much smaller than in the States because the market is smaller as well. Uh, So this contest, uh, Illustrators of the Future, is one of the largest uh, organizations of uh, of contests that I have seen in my life. And I really uh, find it incredible Incredibly interesting for young artists or for non professional artists that want to get into the market of fantasy. So, being part of this contest is a big honor for me because not only because all the judges from the past, all the judges who were judges during all these years. Uh, are most of them are my masters, my idols as artists, which makes me uh, happy. Uh, but also the fact that I, that I can do a job that helps others is also mm-hmm. something that for me is very interesting. I, I was always uh, kind of giving advices or teaching when I can. I'm not a regular. Uh, teacher. I don't give lessons at any art school, but uh, I am doing exhibitions and presentations and conventions all over Europe and the States. And in those places, I'm always talking to somebody who is asking for advice. Uh, and I love to do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so uh, being part of this contest, it, it's it's something like that. It's yeah. important
0: in that field, yeah. It's definitely an honor having you part of the, part of the team. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. So what, um, what type of tip or advice would you have for the aspiring artist? This is an overview who's going to be listening to this right now.
1: Yeah, well, actually, um, in my own experience, for me, art is something very important. It's not uh, just a career. It's not just... A profession. Um, all my life, I gave more priority to the art itself than to the money I was going to get through through doing my career. Uh, that means that I always looked for something else in my paintings. Something in the subject I was working in uh, on, or in the well, or trying to do my best with my paintings. So being a commercial artist for me was um, uh, struggling between what the client needed for me to do Mm -hmm. and what I wanted to do. Right. So and it, it turned out to be well to be a good thing because I am. Uh, somebody who can do that with no problem but after m- several years after maybe 15 years of career i decided to to do something else and i turned uh, my profession my career into m- something more artistic meaning mm. that i could I, I was able to start doing my own creations at 100% free, then commercializing that paintings, those paintings which were already done, right. I, could, I, I was able to, to reach that point, that level. So I would give an advice to all the artists who are starting a career now. Uh, my advice would be, First of all, you need to know what kind of person you are. If you are really an artist involved with your art or a passionate artist involved and really involved with the theme subject you are working on or you just want to make money with that, which is also good. I mean, making your, your living out of... A, Illustration is always good, even though you only want to to get famous and to have money. No problem with that at all. Uh, But there are some artists that want something else. And if you are one of those, you have to always look for your own personality in your work. You don't have to lose that uh, point because it's easy to get lost in the way and trying to copy others yeah. because that's what the market is requiring from you sometimes they want a cover or they want to work for their publications in which they just want you to do a painting that it reminds looks like for yeah. instance or Frasetta, for <laughs> instance or somebody else yeah uh, which is not But but probably you have something else to say and, okay, it's always necessary not to lose that that goal Mm -hmm. and um, trying to work that every day, trying to find your own personality, your own style. That's a path in itself. That's something that you have to do looking inside yourself. Right. So when I have the opportunity to talk to people, to young people or to people in general that want to develop their, their artworks, their, their styles, uh, that's my favorite field to talk about uh, because that's something that, that I analyze from myself all my life. I go deep into my imagination and my own th- visions when I try to paint something or draw. Uh, so I know something about that. Yeah. And uh, I know that there are many artists who are more in a commercial level and they, they can give other kind of advices or tips. But this is the, the kind of tip I want to do. So the work you should do every day is trying to remember that passion that led you to become an artist. When we are teenagers, we are pure souls, we are kind of feeling the world, perceiving the world with a fresh uh, spirit and everything, every emotion is kind of magnified. And uh, so, for that reason, we appreciate art, music in general, uh, in the way we do. So, that kind of feelings that I had when I was a teenager or or a kid, I try to keep it every day. Still today, yeah. I'm I'm always trying to to keep that. Um, how can I say in English uh, that? Uh, in Spanish then. That sense of surprise. I don't want to lose that feeling that I had when I was younger. You could lose it if you get much into the world, into the physical world. It's easy to to get lost uh, of that. But I want to keep that vision and that emotions that, that I had when I was a teenager. And that's what is driving me all the time. So... Being an artist, what I am doing now, being a fantasy artist, keeps that part, keeps that child within me alive. That's
0: great. That's awesome. So, if somebody wants to find your art or find you, is, do you have a website or somewhere where people can find you? Yes,
1: my website is dageditions.com. I mean, they can easily find it when they Google Ciruelo, my name, Ciruelo Art. They can find my website. They can find me also in my social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, because my daughter taught me how to do that. <laughs> and, and, uh, and for
0: the Americans, how, how do you spell that?
1: Ciruelo. C-I-R-U-E-L-O. Yes, Ciruelo. That's my, my name. And... Um, yeah, and I would love to keep on being judge for illustrators of the future and being in Los Angeles uh, taking part of this mega event that you organize every year because I love it and I, I always recommend that to the young uh, artists that want to get started in, nice.
0: in their careers. Great. Well, thank you very much. It's been a, a real pleasure talking with you today.
1: Thank you, John and Emily. It Good, so was my pleasure.
0: Yes, great. And here we are at the uh, DragonCon Art Show, and you've heard various people as they've been walking by throughout this interview as well. So, the Rise and Illustrates of the Future contests are created by Elrond Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists in science, fiction or fantasy. Subscribe to the Rise of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you very much.